welcome to the special Pretty Vulgar podcast where we break down New York reunion only. Yes, uh, you know, reunions are their own beast and they deserve their own special time with us. It's so true, especially when it's a (laughs) three-parter. Yeah, I mean, the only thing more crazy could be Atlanta's last reunion, which was a four-parter. I mean, that is intense, but Atlanta is intense, so I can see why you need four parts. exactly, exactly. There's a lot of things going on there, a lot of moving parts. So, um, format-wise, we're just going to go right into the reunion. No pop culture, no Housewives news. There's a lot to digest here, so Mm -hmm. let's just start talking about the fashion. So let's just start with, you know, the loser of the group, Tinsley Mortimer. Yeah, she lost big time. That blue dress that fucking looks like came out of a little house of the prairie, T-length ruffles. It was hideous. It literally looks like it was sewn in some kind of like amateur sewing class. And I'm sure it's like a ten thousand oh, dollar dress. Yeah. I have no doubt. By some big name designer, but it was hideous and I cannot imagine why it's even sold in the first place. Yeah, it was hideous. I do the color was so off too. Like I just feel like for the reunion, you need darker colors. I don't know. It just seems like a nighttime thing. I realize they film all day, but it just was hideous. Yeah, no, it was not good. So next is Carol. I loved Carol's dress. I thought she looked gorgeous. Drop dead gorgeous. I loved the color for her. I thought she looked super chic. I love her hair. I think she got a 10 out of 10. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. The burgundy, the mixed mm-hmm. fabrics with the like the velvet and the, the satin and the halter and the slit and the shoes, everything just worked together. So, so chic. Like, yeah, she killed it. 100%. Then you have Bethany Frankel, who also killed it. She looked gorgeous in her signature color red. She looked beautiful. Her, I like that her hair is getting a little longer because... Yes, it's a, it's a more suitable length yeah. for her, I think. And now that I see her haircut from before, I'm like, it did kind of look like Luann's. Yeah, no, it wasn't... I didn't like when she cut her hair short. Yeah, and I just like the loose waves she had going, and it looks like she has a little bit of blonde in it, like caramel color. She just looks really nice. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, she, for me, she wins best dress. That dress was, like, just so gorgeous, and her hair worked, and her makeup mm-hmm. worked, and everything just worked. So. Her and Carol, for me, uh, tie for best dressed. And I can see that. I definitely yeah. wouldn't argue that. Um, Ramona Singer, all that glitters is gold, apparently. Her tits <laughs> are out of control in this dress, let me tell you. They are out and about, and they want to be seen. They want to be heard. Yeah, no. Even she that- looks like, like... A statue. She does look like a statue. It wasn't the ugliest dress I've ever no. seen. So mm-hmm. she, she, she didn't did, look bad. Yeah, for Ramona, she, she looked good, actually. Yeah. So she also did well. Yeah, no, definitely. So Dorinda's dress. At first, I was like, I wish she wore a gown. This is like a weird dress with the butterflies and stuff. Uh-huh. But literally, as the three episodes of the reunion went on, I became more and more fascinated with this dress. Right. I was like, just every time they went to Dorinda, I was like, nope, I love this dress now. And like, my love grew with yeah. every passing moment. I agree. I love butterflies. And I was pretty much sold on the dress right away. I thought it was it was chic and it was different. The only thing I can say about Dorinda is she was super fucking tan. Yeah, she was really, really tan. Like, more tan than I expected, I guess. Like, maybe a little bit too much spray tan. But besides that, she she looks really good. Yeah. Um, then you have Luann, who I thought looked much more feminine than normal. <laughs> she did. It was, what, her second wedding dress that she revamped with the the jewels around the neckline? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Although, that being said, 
the dress it just didn't look like it was for her. Like, it didn't look like it was for her. I mean, as far as dresses go, it's not ugly, but it just, like you said, it just didn't seem to fit her personality. Right, right. And then you had Sonia, and this dress was not okay by me. <laughs> it was a deep, deep, deep V. But it, her <laughs> boobs are really awkward. Yeah, because she's never had them done. And while they're not the most ugliest boobs I've ever seen, they're not the type of boobs that can pull off that deep of a V. No, like, they're too separated. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it wasn't, like, enough cleavage. Right. Just a lot of, like, middle... Nothing. chest yeah. I don't know and I just kind of felt like she looked eh I mean she's not tensely bad but it just wasn't great yes so the um the, the the whole reunion started with a disclaimer that this was filmed like very six weeks before Luann and Tom uh-huh. decided to announce their divorce they're in the um oldest synagogue in New York City apparently yeah um, I thought that was interesting that that was the choice of filming. Yes. But okay. Yes. You, little, you get little snippets of information, almost like the episodes uh-huh. where they just do these little snippets. The little snippets are like, Tinsley's still in love. Sonia wants to sell Grey Gardens and Ramona's dating. Yes. So we get these little snippets and then we jump right into let's, you know, look at all these clips and talk about this one topic. So the first topic that came up on the reunion on the very first episode was Ramona Singer. Yes. She owns it. She's like, I had a bad year, and I own it. She did have a bad year. Um, I mean, that was evident in every single episode where she's twitching and blinking a lot and making very weird faces and just saying the most bizarre things, even yeah. for Ramona. Like, even your, and that's a good point to make. Even for Ramona, yeah, no, <laughs> like, it was like next level. Um, they they start off talking about procedures. So obviously, Ramona goes to Mexico. She has this like. Looks like her face was fried off. Right. And I get it. I want a good chemical pill, too, but I'm not going to get it days before I go to Mexico. No. She was like, oh, all my other friends did it. They didn't have this reaction. I had this reaction. Whatever. But so Andy's like, well, what have you had done? And mm-hmm. so she says she's had her eyelids done. She's had laser treatment. She's had her boobs done. Right. And she has sex. But what does sex have to do with procedures? Um, Have you ever seen Legally Blonde? <laughs> Come on, you get endorphins. Okay, I guess I didn't think of it that <laughs> way. Endorphins make you happy. And then you won't kill your husband. Yes. Um, Ramona finally apologizes to Dorinda for, you know, essentially destroying her Berkshire's house. Well, it's about goddamn time. That was so bizarre. She keeps saying, I was drunk. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, like, that doesn't... We ex- fucking can all see that, but it doesn't excuse, excuse. your shitty behavior. Yeah, being drunk doesn't mean you can trash shit. Um, Bethany calls out Ramona for her treatment of staff in, like, Mexico and Which is, all these other areas where she treats people like shit. She should be called out because she is terrible to people who she presumes to be lower than her. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then she kind of starts blaming it on her history of abuse. Yeah. Which like, I thought was, like, a rather strange way to go. Yeah, it's very strange. Like, you can be abused and still treat people with respect. Yes, yes. Um... Then they kind of talk about, like, Jill Zarin, because Jill Zarin obviously was on one episode, and she voiced a very harsh opinion about Ramona. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously Bethany and Jill saw eye-to-eye on that one one element. Right. And then, of course, that leads to the inevitable, are you and Jill going to be friends again question, oh, which God. Bethany's like, for God's sake, don't ask me that question anymore. Like, the yeah. answer is no. That's she, it. Yeah, she is really over that. She was like... That's a hard no. Stop asking. She even told Andy, you ask me that every time on Watch What Happens Live. Yeah, so 
That's the answer, everyone. Don't no. ask her anymore. Jill Zarin, Bethany Frankel, relationship no more. dead, done, buried, gone. Yeah, it is no not going to rise up. Um, but the, the takeaway from the Ramona segment is that she is dating. She's in deep like. Yeah, she seems to like this guy. Yeah, so she did good not, for her. She didn't, yeah, she didn't make a love connection while on love connection. True, yes. <laughs> um, so then the next segment is Dorinda and Sonia. You'll remember at the beginning of se- the season they were at odds because Sonia mm. goes to the press, to everyone. Right, and Dorinda and rocks shit. rips her a new one. <laughs> yes, so... Um, like so they just talk about they they kind of go over it in brief because it comes up again later Mm -hmm. but apparently Dorinda has three moles that work in various government agencies and press (laughs) points that tell her information it's really interesting I mean a little bizarre a little scary it was like she's got some interesting connections yes she does and then you know, Sonia again goes back to the, I wasn't drinking, blah, 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 blah. And Carol calls her out on that. She She's does. like, you were drinking in Vermont, which is the, what I've been saying this whole time. I've been like, yeah, you this have. whole time, I've been like, she's drinking, she's drinking, she's drinking. Well, she has been drinking the whole season. Maybe not to the excess that she had been, but to say that she's not drinking at all is bullshit. Agreed. 100%. So then uh, they go through the whole situation in the Berkshires where Sonia takes, you know, Dorinda's dead husband present pajamas thinks they're <laughs> guest pajamas because people have that these are my guest pajamas i don't expect you to bring your pajamas to my house that would be awful that's really weird that she is just that's what she assumed like i just don't even understand why that's an assumption it yeah it was so bizarre and then sonia apologized again and and they they just want y'all to know that they're good yeah they're, they're good guys don't worry they're bffs again so then we go to the Luann and Tom section of the episode, which is the rest of this episode and then the beginning of the next episode. And really, let's face it, the last two seasons of Real Housewives of New York have been about Tom. Um, So they start out like the wedding and Sonia says she was invited. She's very adamant that she was invited. Didn't Luann say, yes, she was invited and then she was disinvited? Luann says she received a save the date. But um, never received an actual invitation. But if so, here's my thing. I've never really understood uh, save the dates unless it's for a destination wedding, um, which that's what hers was. But if you get to save the date, doesn't that mean you are invited? I mean, typically that's what you would. You're not saving the date, although there's you know an individual who we know that sent out save the dates and then didn't actually invite any of us to their wedding. I'm, just, I'm an ex coworker of your boyfriend. Oh my God. You're so right. That was, so we did weird. get save the dates for that. We did. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. So assholes. I suppose that does happen. <laughs> it has happened to us. Oh my God. <laughs> I totally spaced that. And it's so funny because they did it in a Facebook Right. So we kept getting updates. About the, like, the wedding. About the wedding, mm-hmm. but they never took us out of the group. <laughs> yeah, it was very bizarre, but so I suppose that does happen. So yeah, it has happened to us, guys. <laughs> um, they talk about a little bit about the Regency last year, and Luann claims essentially that that was all done to spite her, that Tom was mad at her, so he went to the Regency and he found a girl and he made out with her, and then he found her in LA again and made out with her again. I don't think that's true. I think he has a hard time keeping his penis in his pants. And like you said, it was a marriage of convenience or a plot or something, but it was not a marriage of love. 
Well, right. And then Ramona says, like, but, you know, Tom met this woman at the hotel in L.A. And then they went upstairs. And Luann's like, they had their own rooms. Yeah, they, Like, I believe that shit. Yeah, and even if they had their own rooms, that doesn't mean they can't go into one room together. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, Luann keeps claiming that her marriage is working, so, you know, that's all very timely. Yeah, I mean, knowing that they got the divorce and then hearing her, oh, it's working, it's just, like, right. such bullshit. Like, exactly. you're just like, we knew you were lying, but now it's so clear that you're lying. I really feel like they should have found a way to redo or revamp the reunion because we spent this inordinate time talking about Tom and Luann and and the tongue in cheek part is that they're still married, Mm -hmm. but then it turns out they're not. So it's all disingenuous. I completely agree. They should have filmed a little extra. Yeah. And just cut out. Like we don't need, we didn't even need to see this because honestly it's the same bullshit that we've seen all season. Of course. Oh, I don't. They ask if she's in an open relationship. No, No. she's not. Exactly. I've never been in helpless. Same shit. Different day. And, and she can't control him and he's friends with all his exes and blah, 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 blah. And she's fine with it. Exactly. Like it's just too much for me. Like, Mm -hmm. um, so then the next episode of the reunion starts with like, they're talking about Missy and how Ramona always brings Missy around. I don't and think Ramona always brings Missy around. I do think Missy is always around. But like they have discussed, Manhattan is a small area. Like, I don't think people realize that, yes, it is extremely populated. But, like, the people who live on the Upper East Side, they're not going downtown. So it's the same people. Right. It's like a microcosm. Right. Everyone's in the same circles. And, like, Missy is her friend. Yeah, so of course she's going to be there. I mean, let's be real. Well, and so Luann essentially is, like, accusing them of some kind of great controversy. Like, mm-hmm. like they're, they've conspiracy. got a conspiracy against her. And then Luann wraps up the Tom segment by talking about how Tom's a great guy and he loves her and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then they get a little tipped over her calling her apartment a penthouse, which was a little... Oh, my... It's a little silly because, like, normal problems. people can't even... Like, they were literally watching this argument being like, West Palm Beach? Palm Beach? Like, I don't care. Right. It was it was really a waste of breath, and they should have shut up. Um, so the next segment that was talked about is the Tinsley Mortimer segment. Oh, yes, Tinsley. So the, the great question that comes out of this is, how do you reinvent yourself when it's the same haircut, the same eyelashes, the same place? And, and the and, same attitude, frankly, of this, I'm going to shop all day, I'm... Uh, drinking all day and all night and you know kind right. of mentality right and tinsley though doesn't um she she explains it away essentially by saying i wasn't looking to reinvent myself i was looking to find my old self right which i mean makes sense because before she moved to palm beach she liked her old self well it, exactly it was the new person in palm beach that, that she, she wasn't like that's true that's a good point so she did want to find her old self but i'm she needs a fucking makeover I mean, she's not having it. At some I'm, point, she mentions that she had low lights, which I don't even think. No, is. her hair is so blonde. It's the platinum blonde. And it's, I mean, I understand the waves are always in. The waves are the least of the problem. Absolutely. I think her hair looks damaged. Her eyebrows are a mess. Her makeup's a mess. And obviously, we've t- talked about her clothes at nauseum. It's, she needs a makeover. Yes, agreed. So... She's making over her life, though. She's moving in with Scott in the fall. Mm-hmm. He is the one, she claims. I mean, that's interesting. I did not think he was going to give her a second chance, but he drank her Kool-Aid. Oh, 100%. Like, he took that first date, which was a disaster, uh-huh. and turned it into five nights. Yeah, he was like, you're wearing your ex-husband's wondering? I don't give a fuck. Let's you're, go. Let's go to Miami. Yeah, you're drunk as shit. You're saying weird stuff. 
fuck it. He loved her crazy. And that's what we said. You got to find someone who loves your crazy. And he loves her he crazy. He loves her crazy. And, and she gets a little more into what, you know, they talk about her drinking. And she uh-huh. said she's, she it admits that she was drinking a lot. Um, she talks about how she was mentally and physically abused in this past relationship. and Right. And I think, I mean, that... That was her coping mechanism. Was Although Ramona goes, she's a wasp. They like to drink. So that's well, how Ramona explains the way day drinking. Yeah, I mean, there's one thing about day drinking. I mean, we've obviously have day drink before. Absolutely, it's fun. Yeah, but the first thing in the morning, we're not slamming vodka down to get through the day. Well, exactly. So, I mean, maybe, I don't know if this is like a recognition that she's going to change it or... What? But that's how she explains it. Uh Uh-huh. So the next segment is um, Carol and her politics. Right. You know, campaigning and her whole Hillary Clinton love affair. Her devastation of Trump. Um, Even though, then they start talking about Adam really briefly, and she said she needed to be free, and they're... Right. They took a break, but they're not on a break. They just went on vacation. It's very strange. And we had discussed previously how she unfollowed him on Instagram, but they just went to Spain together. He still posts pictures about her on his Instagram. It's very strange to me. I think that she's ambivalent about being in a relationship. Yes, I and would agree with that. I don't know necessarily why. It's her own demons, whatever. And, I mean, he wants to have children. Like, she doesn't. I mean, how do you get past that? You don't. I mean, that's a fundamental life choice. Right. You can't get past that. Right. So, I mean, who knows what, what's happening with them. I mean, I hope they both find happiness. <laughs> I do, too. I mean, I love Carol. Um, then they start talking more in depth about the election and, and, and how, like, this election stuff is the most annoyed Bethany's been with Carol since they've become friends. Well, I'm sure it was all she was talking about, and she became so impassioned by it that it took over her life. Well, right. And and Carol talks about how open-minded she is, and I do realize she had, like, a Trump supporter at her party, but mm-hmm. I do not think that Carol is open-minded. No, I think Like, she- anytime anyone tried to have a conversation with her, yeah. she was like, no, but blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and she also thought that she had the edge because she was a journalist and exactly. had talked to these politicians. So I think there's just no talking her down. Well, exactly. So then Andy kind of does this round table, like, who did you vote right. for? So Ramona says she knows Hillary and she knows Donald and she's not going to say. Which is bullshit because she voted for Trump. That's why she's not going to well, say. Well, and that's, Carol calls, kind of calls it what it is after that. Right. Everyone who didn't say who they voted for voted for Trump. Right. Which includes Sonia Morgan. Right. She also did not say who she was voting for. Um, Dorinda voted for Clinton, Bethany voted for Clinton, and Tinsley is not registered to vote in New York, so she just didn't. This this really upsets me. I do feel that people should vote, and I think this is a problem in our country. This is why people get elected who people are indifferent about, because there's not a lot of people voting. And also, women haven't even had the right to vote for 100 years. So that's true. I'm just saying I would like to see women vote. I know people are like, oh, you can't get mad at people for not partaking in the election or the voting process. But it annoys me because of what our foremothers went through to get us the right to vote. Well, and it also annoys me because, like you said, if you didn't vote, you can't complain about yeah. the result. Yeah. And then you have to keep You have mouth. no right. Yeah. And I think that if we all took the time to vote, it 
it's really easy to do. You can send away for an absentee ballot. It doesn't kill you. And be involved in the nation you live in. Exactly, exactly. So then there's like a very small Sonia segment uh, in which we find out she's still seeing Frenchie. Yeah. There's allegations apparently that Frenchie is an actor that was cast to play Sonia Morgan's boyfriend in this season of Real Housewives of New York. I don't even know why that would be necessary because obviously Rocco is someone who hasn't been cast as a boyfriend. He is obviously interested in Sonia. So they could have gone down that storyline if they were creating storylines. Well, exactly. And and, and Sonia's still, speaking of Rocco, still has Rocco in the wings, yeah. ready to pounce whenever, you know, she's either done with Frenchie or Frenchie's done with her because it's a similar situation where Frenchie wants kids and then he said he would give them up to be with Sonia, but that's only going to last so long. Like, yeah, that's really weird. I don't know. I don't think he was cast. I just think Sonia has a weird life and shit like that happens to her. I would 100% agree with that. So, the last segment of episode two of the reunion is the Bethany Frankel segment. Right. So we find out she's still with Dennis, even though we discussed that last week. It kind of, The news came out before the episode aired. Right. Um, which I think is nice. I'm super glad that she's with him. I mean, she seems yes. happy. He seems like he makes her happy and she can make him happy. So I'm all for that. Yeah, no, I agree. And she does. She seems absolutely happier now than she's mm-hmm. been in like several seasons. Oh, for sure. She's not crying at the drop of a hat. <laughs> right, right. Um, they mentioned that Jason has picked up more charges. Which is interesting because it's like this guy does not stop. He gives zero fucks. He's like, I don't care. Like, But like they said, like they kind of discuss it later. I don't know if it's in this segment or when they're talking about Ramona and Bethany. But like, how is he possibly this angry? Like, what possibly happened here that makes him so fucking convoluted that he is literally spending his life trying to destroy her? She walked away from the marriage. That's he. I don't think he thought she would do that. I think that um, he thought that because they had a child together and because she finally did commit to someone and get married because she'd been um, engaged before and never followed through, mm-hmm. that she would not walk away. And that they have a kid together. Yeah, and that was solidifying it and he could talk to her however and treat her however. And I think it pissed him off. And I also think it pisses him off that she is so successful and that, you know, she can still make a way for himself herself. I think that's true. I think he... Might from watching, you know, Beth Bethany happily ever after, uh-huh. whatever the fuck those shows were called. Yeah. Um, and Bethany gets married and all that. Like it seemed like Jason was very much a traditionalist. Like he came oh, from this traditional yes. family where mom was subservient and dad was the breadwinner uh-huh. and they had Sunday dinners and that's what he wanted from life and that's clearly not what she wanted from life. Right. And they came, like you said, they came from two very different backgrounds. Where her, she's not close to her family. She's got very right strife relationships right so i mean that's a fundamental difference well exactly and so i think that plays into exactly what you said is that he didn't see her as being able to walk away from the marriage because marriage is forever and they have a kid and all this stuff and so the fact that he screwed up her life plan really like because i think when they got together she wasn't she was like on the tipping point of where skinny girl was about to go big exactly but she was still like struggling she wasn't bethany frankel the powerhouse she is today exactly so he was still like the guy that was like putting it all together and her savior and i think he reveled in that and oh, not yes. that role really hurt his ego oh yes and it's all about the fucking ego it is true and so he lost his shit and he is still losing it apparently well so 
They they kind of ask, what does Bryn know? Because this is obviously a very contentious situation. And of she course. spends time with her dad. So. Oh, of course. Um, and, and Bethany says that she never mentions Jason to Bryn. Like, mm-hmm. there's no... She doesn't bad talk him. She just doesn't mention him at all. I can't think that that's the same thing on the other side. No, it's absolutely not. Um, and also, Bethany was like, she's not affected by this. But I think that is a little delusional on Bethany's part. Children are extremely perceptive. No matter how nice you make it, you know, there is going to be a time where Brenton can go back and read these things. And Bethany just dismisses that. She's like, oh, no, she's, just, she's not going to care. Right. But that's not true. No, all this is out there and all this will stay out there. And yeah. she will Google mom and she will Google dad one day and she will find it all. Yeah. And so for her to be like, oh, we don't even know what's going to be out there. It's like, you know what's going to be out there. So stop. You just don't want it to bother her. You don't want mm. it to affect her. Right. Right. Um... They asked Bethany, at the last reunion, Bethany said that her mother had reached out, and, mm-hmm. or that Bryn wanted to know about where her mom was. Right. And so they were going to arrange a sit-down. That never happened. Right. Because her mom is a crazy cunt face. Bottom line. Yeah. Bottom line. That's just the way to get right <laughs> to the bottom, is that her mom is a crazy cunt face. Yeah. Goes to the press, just talks shit all the time. Yeah. And so, you know. You, you, I mean, as sad as it is, you just have to distance yourself from that. Well, Exactly. So, um, they asked, Andy asked Bethany if, if she has had a place of resolution and she said, yeah, this, like, essentially what happened in Aspen was a resolution to right. her. Like, that's where she started being able to move on. Because it's in the legal hands now. It's in the police's hands. Right. It's in the judge's hands. So, she, there's nothing she can do except to present her case with her lawyer and move forward. Exactly. So, she talks a little bit about her new foundation, the Be Strong Foundation, and then she kind of just thanks all the women for being respectful. Which is nice because I feel like they were. They, with the exception of Sonia, they weren't like too intrusive. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So then that leads us to the grand finale reunion part three. And I have to say, before we even get into the third episode, that overall the reunion was fairly boring. I, I think they had too much kumbaya in Mexico. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, there wasn't even a need for a third episode. I, think, I agree. I think they could have fit it all into the two parts and left it at that. I, we could have cut out some Tom and Luann and made yeah. room for the stuff that they just left in the third episode. Yeah. And it would have been fine. Exactly. So um, the episode starts with uh, how these ladies are open about their sex lives and yeah. everything that comes Anal with sex, it. like they were talking about. Exactly, how they just go there. Um, they... Tinsley ends up having to apologize to her ex-husband for talking about their anal sex capades. Which I found stupid. Why? First of all, you're not even together. And second of all, she's allowed to say whatever the fuck she wants. Well, right. And so, um, you know, Sonia essentially says you can't talk about the families, like the Morgans, the Mortimers on TV. That's stupid. When she said that, like Bethany said, what are you in the mafia? Yeah, it's like ridiculous. Um... They talk about Sonia, like, claiming that she didn't have butt sex, but she doesn't judge, but then they, like, flash back to where she had butt sex with the pirate. Yeah. A lot of butt sex going on in this episode. Yeah, and who cares? If you did, that's your personal choice. Like, I don't care what you do in the bedroom. Just, if you want to talk about it, own what you say then. Well, exactly, exactly. And Sonia's very open, so I don't know why she's, like, hesitant about that. Yeah, I don't get, I didn't get that either. Um... So they talk about how Sonia apparently has a Harry Dubin sperm allergy or it could be spermicide. She doesn't know. She doesn't know what she's allergic to. 
first of all, that's just disgusting. I, I just, oh God. They're like, maybe you're allergic to the fact that he slept with everyone. Yeah, maybe you Everyone. Maybe you guys all have herpes from Harry Dubin. Like, seriously. Like, we'll see it. It'll be the next Usher herpes right? lawsuit. It'll be the Harry <laughs> Dubin herpes lawsuit. Oh my God, um, hysterical. And then they talk to Ramona, who obviously believes that oral sex is not sex. And Which she is stupid. And pins I that to her Catholic roots. Yes, I hate when she always says, I'm Catholic, I'm Catholic. Okay, I'm Catholic. I grew up in the Catholic Church. I went to catechism. I have done all the holy sacraments. And I'm telling you, from the moment my mom talked to me about sex, she told me oral sex is sex. Like, yes. I remember being a, a tween. These words came out of my mother's mouth. A dick in the mouth is sex. A dick in the mouth is sex. A and dick, I would agree with that. And I think yeah. Bill Clinton illustrated that to us yeah. very well. You put a dick in the ass, it's sex. You put a dick in the vagina, it's sex. I'm it's all sex. It is. Like, please don't don't tell me that it's not sex. Like, we're playing this game just the tip. You lost it. You had the tip in, it's still sex. Like, let's yes. be real people. Yes. So, the next uh, segment of the episode is, like, Bethany and Ramona and the Hamptons, the Berkshires, mm-hmm. Aspen. The whole I mean, enchilada. Not Aspen, sorry. That's where Ramona wanted to go. My bad momentary lapse. Vermont. Vermont, yeah. Um, and they, like, flash back to the season one reunion where Ramona walks off the set because they're talking about Alex um, Van Kemp's, like, nude photos right. in the press. And Ramona can't even handle it. She's such a prude. I think but, that's really funny. Well, it's really funny considering the fact that she's the one that's, like, bringing it up now. Yeah, and talking about waterbed sex and boobs on the water. Oh, she was you so- had sex in a waterbed. How dare you? Um, the, the, the question asked to Bethany is, why didn't Bethany just answer Ramona's question when she said, what is Bryn now? How is Bryn coping? Right. And... Bethany kind of says, because it's a fucking stupid question. Like, I was right. over it. It was malicious. Like, No, and I agree. And honestly, no one is talking to Bren because Bren is, she's six, seven? She's seven yeah. now. So she's in first grade. That would be, because my daughter's in first grade now. And that would be like, if something was going on in the press about me, a child coming up to her and being like, so, that doesn't happen on the playground. I promise right. you. Right. They're worried about far more first grade Yeah, of course. And so Ramona swears on her daughter's life that it wasn't malicious, which was an awkward thing because Bethany's like, the last 10 years of me being friends with you has shown nothing, but it would be malicious. Yeah, and don't be swearing on your daughter's life. That's that's intense. I don't like that. That's intense for me. Uh, Apparently Ramona and the skinny girl brand got into some kind of Twitter war. I mean, where because of Ramona's comments in Vermont, skinny girl was like, don't worry, Ramona, we don't like you either. Like... I was like, okay, this is where we're at in life now. Great. Wonderful. Which is so... No. It's so funny because, obviously, Skinny Girl's run by her people. So that's... Oh, gosh. It's just unnecessary drama. Yeah. So then they talk about the the Berkshires and the whole blow-up and the the other ladies' take on what happened after Mm -hmm. having watched it on TV rather than, like, you know, kind of just... Hearing about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um... And so Dorinda was, like, very much, like, Ramona, you were a nut job. Like, yeah, the when she was sitting on the couch talking to Bethany, it blew my mind. Yeah, no, it was awful. Like, it really was like so crazy. Mm-hmm. Her eyes were crazed. Her speech was crazed. Yeah, she apparently Sonia said she was on Xanax. Ramona denies this. I mean, Xanax is a downer, so that should chill you the fuck out. I mean, I don't know that Ramona can be chilled the fuck out. 
putting me in enough Xanax, it'll chill you out. It'll it'll make you so chill. Like I just don't understand. It's it it takes all of that and makes it turned way down. <laughs> yeah. No. Definitely. So I mean, the t- the takeaway from this segment, we've seen it all. We've seen it all hashed out. Mm-hmm. Again, much like Sonia and Dorinda, they're good people. Let's move on. Right. They're they're ready to put it behind them. So then the next segment uh, they talk about is the Sonia Tinsley drama. Oh yes. Um. Basically, they both claim that they they should have kept their issues to themselves. They didn't mm-hmm. need to broadcast it to every fucking person that would ever fucking have ears that were around them. <laughs> I mean, that's probably true, but then they wouldn't be on Housewives. Well, and then they start going at each other a little bit because essentially, the bottom line here is that they have the same exact behavior. Yeah. Like, they behave the same. They date younger guys. They drink too much. They act a fool. Yeah. I, like, it's the same shit. I would agree. They both dress appalling sometimes. Well, but also accurate. Less... Uh, Ramona, but you know, Sonia, or I mean, Sonia, sorry, less Sonia, but yeah. So, I don't know, like, I think they have more in common than they'd like to think. Yeah, they don't want to be each other, but they are exactly. Um, Sonia still is claiming she did not go to page six. I think she did. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that she did. Yeah, I, think- I, I don't know why she doesn't just admit it. Everyone knows she talks to the press. Yeah, she's literally gotten in fights with everyone over it. Right, and she was so vocal through the whole season that Tinsley was an ungrateful house guest. Well, exactly. Just admit it. Like, who cares? Just admit it. Um, Andy asked Tinsley about the party and says, was it actually a thank you party or was it actually a thank you, fuck Fuck you you party? party. And Tinsley explains, no, it was absolutely a thank you party. Like, the fuck you was a joke. I, I think that it could have started out as a joke, but then I think she was like, yeah, fuck you. Well, I think so, too. And then Sonia kind of said the same thing. She's like, I didn't think the party itself was for me. I thought it was for show. Right. I thought this was all for show. I thought her speech was from the heart. So they, again, are also working it out, and they are good. I mean... Everyone's fucking good. Everyone's walking out of this reunion so good. Which is so weird, because usually people walk out of the reunion, like, covered in proverbial blood, and yes, they need and to go- they, they need therapy. Yeah. They need beverages, adult cocktails. Uh-huh. They need IV drips. I mean, there's like a lot that goes into these fucking reunions. It really, really is true. So the last segment of the reunion was Mexico. Uh, Tequila wins again. Tequila always wins. Tequila will always win every time, people. Let Um, that be a lesson to you. They claim that no one puked. I was like, they really are champions then. They they really are then because I'm telling you, one shot of tequila would make me barf. I can't even imagine. I mean, they drink tequila... For what, 12 hours straight? Yeah. Yeah. And then the first night, too, where Luann fell in the bushes and all oh that my God. shit. That was so Like, fun. no one puked? I know. That's crazy. I mean, good for them, but good wow. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, I hoped at that age to be able to hold my liquor as well. Um, they touch on the room argument, which Ugh. is a major eye roll moment for me. But at least what I took away is that Ramona knows she's an asshole. She's like, that was an asshole moment. Fine. I know that. Yeah, it's but not going to change her behavior. No, no, no. She just is accepting of her own assholeness and will accept it and keep doing it. Yeah. Um, Sonia's, you know, a raging lesbian when the alcohol is involved. She Although, really is. not when it comes to Ramona Singer, that would make her vomit. When she said that, I was like, well, maybe she means because they're, like, sisters. I, I don't know. She was, a, was such a visceral reaction. Like, no, God, that would make me vomit. I think I'm hoping that's what it was because otherwise that's just mean. You're ready to jump all your other girlfriend's bones but not Sonia. <laughs> I mean, Ramona. Yeah, seriously. Um, and then the last little piece they talk about Mexico is the the argument between Dorinda and Beth- Bethany. 
Uh, they talk about Dorinda, you know, clutching the knife and just, like, dragging her hand down the fucking knife. That was so intense and weird. Like, it, it, I've been drunk a lot of times in my life, but I've never physically harmed myself with a knife. Uh, yeah, God, no. Like, she's literally talking about it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, like, cringing. Yeah, it was awful. Um, Bethany, pretty much Bethany got mad because she was not down to be psychoanalyzed. Like, these right. were things she knew about herself. It was not the appropriate time or manner. She just right. was not about it. Right. Dorinda didn't really recall anything, which well, yeah, was clear because she, she gets shit-faced. And then blacks out. Um, the skinny girl comment was like the tipping point of the argument. I yes. think they could have really moved past all the other shit, but, uh-huh. but Dorinda was very bitter about skinny girl. We know it's all skinny girl. Mm-hmm. With the alcohol, everything was amplified. But again, they like you know, met up later and it was totally fine. Right. And I think that the skinny girl comment is a soft spot for Bethany because so many people begrudge her success. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's just, that's just the human condition. Right. It's like someone's successful and you're like, ew. Yeah. Like, like, what did they, what did they do? What did I, why can't I do it? Why don't I have that? Exactly. It's, it's it's a lot of bitterness. Exactly. Um, so, the, the takeaway from Mexico, the bottom line, good life lesson, nudity is an icebreaker. <laughs> it really is. If someone gets naked in front of you, things things will change. You'll hash out the anger. You'll leave it all at the door. You and will. You, you are will at your most vulnerable. So the end of the reunion was another rose and thorn session. Yes. This time explained to Luann properly, although didn't change her answer. Right. Uh, of course not, which even makes it even more disingenuous because she was getting a divorce. Exactly. So, starting with Luann, her rose was her marriage. Vomit in my face. Her thorn was everyone talking about Tom. Of course. Um, I would say that my thorn of Real Housewives of New York this season was everyone talking about Tom. That is definitely <laughs> my thorn, too. Exactly. I could not agree more. Um, Dorinda said her rose was that Hannah moved out on her own and starting her own life, and yeah. her thorn was the fight with Bethany. I think that's a good choice. Those I think that great. was appropriate. Yeah. Um, Tinsley said her rose was moving back to New York and finding Scott, and her thorn was her Sonia Morgan fight. Oh, Lord. Sonia said, uh, her rose was no longer fighting with Dorinda, <laughs> um, but her thorn was being overbearing to Tinsley. But you know what's funny about that is that um, she fought with Dorinda for like a second at the very beginning of the season. Yeah. I so mean, it was intense. It like, was. I enjoyed it. No, no, no. It was intense and it was crazy, but I don't think it was something that carried throughout the season that was so awful. Right. Exactly. Um, Carol, her rose was the Women's March mm. and her thorn was the election. I think this is interesting because that has nothing to do with Real Housewives in New York at all. Yeah. I, I mean, wow. I... You would think it would have to do with something with Adam or a friendship forge or something, but yeah. that that's... Tinsley, like her and Tinsley are fast friends. Yeah, like so that that's weird. Uh, Ramona Singer, her rose was Mexico, and mm. her thorn was her fight with Bethany, which I think is totally appropriate. Yeah, and then Bethany again. Sometimes Bethany's a little much for me. Like her rose was her personal freedom, which I get, but right. her thorn was also the same thing. I don't understand that. I didn't understand what she was saying either. I still think she's she's still kind of in a dark place. Yeah, she's I would coming agree out that. of it. She is coming out of it, but it's gonna take some time. No, I agree with that. But it's so that's it. That's that's Real Housewives of New York season nine in a nutshell, guys. 
and it is Luann and Tom. Luann and Tom. Tom and Luann. And Luann you know and they're Tom. still going to talk about it because when they come back, she'll be on her divorce and she'll be yeah, moving absolutely. forward. Absolutely, absolutely. It's still going to be for the third season in a row, Luann and Tom. Yeah, which I'm not looking forward to, but I am looking forward to them coming back because they give us. Well, you know, in season 10, like they said, actually, season 9, they said, was like really comically funny. And I have to agree with Uh that 100%. I laughed more like Luann falling and Dorinda and the knife thing and like all the stuff Uh that happened was hysterical. Hysterical. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes and if they're going to have a new housewife to... Remember affirmative action? They're trying to employ affirmative action in New York. So we'll see what what that brings. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, uh... Yeah, that's it for New York, guys. And always find us on Instagram, Pretty Vulgar Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. All right, guys. Till next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.